Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And coming up on this episode, we will be joined by Greg Wormuth of Channel 9 Eyewitness News, talking about his days covering sports, the early days of the Orlando Magic, Shaquille O'Neal, and more. But we'll get a few sports thoughts out of the way. So the New Orleans Saints and their fans, they're still griping and gripping about the horrible non-pass interference call in the NFC Championship game. We now have somebody in the in Congress going up to to talk about the travesty that was, and now we have a lawsuit wanting a replay of the game. And it's like, oh, good lord, let's move on. It's a terrible call. It shouldn't have happened, but it did. We can't go back. And then you you have people who are now wanting to get in on their fifteen minutes of fame by lobbing on into this uh, this anti-NFL thing because of the, the the screw job they got. And the people that are doing this just look absolutely ridiculous. This week, as we lead up to the Super Bowl, it brings to mind the worst week of radio there is. Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. I pretty much stay away from it uh, through this week just because... Every show is there. The same guest goes from show to show to show, pimping whatever their sponsor has them pimping. Just terrible programming. And if I was still programming a radio station, I might want to have a show there. I don't know. I think I'd rather just maybe uh, stay away from it, give people other things to listen to besides this constant ongoing drivel. That is Radio Row. There are some exceptions out there, but uh, a lot of it is just plain terrible. Well, the Pro Bowl finished his three-year run in Orlando. And the AFC with a decisive win of the NFC, like like you really cared about that. Said the ratings said 8 million watched the Pro Bowl. I'd like to know who these people are. I don't know a soul. (laughs) Nobody I know watches this thing. How are how are they getting these kinds of numbers? Is just nothing else on TV? There was a lot of great college basketball in over the weekend, which I was preferable to watch. But lordy, it's it just amazes me. We'll see what happens if the Pro Bowl goes back to Hawaii or if they go to another venue. My sense is that uh, one day they'll be playing that game in Las Vegas. Before we get to Greg Warmoth, I want to tell you about my friends at Cups and Pups Coffee. Matt and April, they set up their coffee cart weekday mornings between 6.30 and 10.30. They're on Highway 441, about halfway between Claricona Coy Road and Rose Avenue. And uh, last year, last last podcast, I, I should say, I said they were north of Apopka. They're actually south of Apopka and uh, north of uh, Lee Road. So... Make sure you uh, check them out. They also do events. They'll take their coffee cart there and uh, hot brew, cold brew, all the good stuff. Check them out. Cups and Pups Coffee. Look for them on Facebook.
Friends, we continue our series celebrating 30 years of Orlando Magic basketball. We welcome to the podcast a former colleague of mine at 540 The Team. He's the co-anchor of the Evening and Late News at WFTV Channel 9. It's Greg Warmoth. How's it going, Greg? Jeff, it is so good to hear from you again. And where have those 30 years gone? My goodness. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. You know, and, and the fact that we worked together in the mid-90s, it's it's almost hard to believe there's a generation out there that doesn't realize that you covered sports at Channel 9. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my first news conference that I can recall, Jeff, was Pat Williams coming into town with an orange and black T-shirt on that Orlando is on its way to the NBA. And that would have been in 1986, the summer of 86. Yeah, and so, yeah, so those were when the seeds were being planted by Jimmy Hewitt and Pat Williams. Did you believe that the NBA would actually happen in Orlando at that point? Well, I think what we all knew is that two were going to win out of the four, and it was Charlotte, Minneapolis, Miami, and Orlando. And so we thought it was a competition where 50% of the teams would, you know, towns would win. And when they made the announcement, they said, we're going to bring all four. Um, at that time, the NBA saw these nice seats. They all put together really good, you know, presentations. They had the money. Um, and those are four, I would say, that, you know, Charlotte's had a couple of issues with ownership and, you know, moving to New Orleans. But, you know, they're back now. And I think those have been four good NBA cities. No doubt about it. And so the early days, you know, we had an expansion franchise and we got mostly expansion basketball, but we had a town that was in love because it really was the first professional sports team we had in the city. October 13th, 1989, I guess it would be the first year. Um, we beat the Detroit Pistons. They were the defending NBA champions. Whenever they came in on their private jet, we covered it like it was the arrival of a president. <laughs> and Reggie Theus and, you know, gosh, you look at that team with Green, Sidney Green, and they won. Matty Gukas was the coach. They beat the Pistons in a preseason game. The place was electric. We led the newscast, not the sportscast, with the Orlando Magic's first victory. And victories were few and far between, but the very first night they took the court, they beat the Detroit Pistons. It was very storybook. And that was probably the that was the that was such a loud atmosphere, and probably wasn't rivaled until they beat the uh, the the Pacers in the playoffs to go to the championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, if you think about the highs of that team, there have been some incredible highs. You know, the lows were very long losing streaks. Uh, the one thing, though, Jeff, that I think it's lost in all of these. And I think the Orlando fan base has been very, very loyal and very consistent. And we've never had an empty arena. It's always been kind of an event for 30 years. And, and I think that's impressive. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right. So, so after the expansion seasons, the the ping pong ball started falling the right way, and the the magically and two superstars and Penny Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal, they add Horace Grant in free agency, and all of a sudden we have a championship contender. Yeah, and then uh, everything was you know everything was good until the NBA rules allowed Shaquille O'Neal to um, leave with unrestricted free agency, you know, they've they've since changed those rules in the NBA uh, because it just devastated our town. 
you know, at that time we had a handful of uh, magic fanatic stores that sold the, the team wear at the airport all over town. There was a, a huge building that just sold magic merchandise in downtown. And then when Shaq left, uh, the magic left, you know, the, the magic of Orlando, that excitement. So, yeah, it was really something to watch that all play out. Yeah. So while Shaq was here, he had uh, we had an amazing uh, run with the Magic, and uh, and of course you were uh, the guy who uh, was probably most in touch with Shaq of anybody in the media, and uh, you you really harvested that uh, relationship. And you and I guess you know we we look back. I've seen on your Facebook page you've dunked on Shaq. You've ridden on a jet ski with Shaq. <laughs> what were those times like? <laughs> You know, it's funny, at the time, I didn't think Shaq liked me during the courtship once the Magic drafted him because there was the talk that Leonard Armando, his agent, was going to orchestrate a trade before he ever signed here. Um, and I just stayed on that story. I mean, I, I traveled wherever he was. That was pre-TSA, so I could find out whatever flight he was on. Um, and I, if he was in San Antonio, I was in San Antonio. And if he was in Chicago, I was in Chicago. And, I would be there when he got off the plane and just ask him, are you going to play for the Magic? Well, at that first news conference, he said, where's the, I want to thank my my family and thank the Magic and thank the media. Where's my main man, Greg? And I was shocked because <laughs> I had told our sports director, once, if, if we sign this guy, there's no shot he's going to do interviews with me. <laughs> I asked him once about it and he said, no, man, you're a hard worker. I really like that. So I think... What I and I and I handled it. I always felt like I handled it with class. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't bum rush him. I didn't do any of those things like they you've seen on television where people just charge it. I mean, I was like, hey, you know, we're trying to find out what's going on, and, and I think he respected that. So, and we're still friends, you know, and I still stay in touch with him on an annual basis, not on a monthly or weekly or daily basis. Well, that was the one thing I learned about you when we started working together, and and you were one of those guys that you know a lot of guys that are that are that are doing sports. I mean, and, and it's not to say they're not journalists, but you always approach everything with a very journalistic uh, uh, kind of a dogged uh, uh, aggressiveness, I would say. But and like you said, classy but aggressive. I was less opinion than I was facts. So I thought if you tuned into my radio show or to my sports reports, I wanted to give you fact, not opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. We know that whole phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know how valuable an opinion really is. You know, it's, it's just somebody just spouting off. So when I spoke, my whole thing was, I want to speak from a place of factualness, you know, being factual. And even during... You know, those, those days when Shaq left, the Orlando Magic front office, they, they would tune in. I've learned since, um, you know, since those days have passed. They've told me that they watched our sportscast to see what we said, <laughs> which I think is an ultimate compliment. Sure. So it was probably probably uh, after that time. Now you you started moving into the, the news department, and of course, when the Magic's doing great, as you mentioned, they also headline the news, and they did so again quite a bit during the Dwight Her- Dwight Howard era. What stood out for you during that time of, of the Magic's existence? Um, you know, once again, it was it was ping pong based. Um, 
you know, that they, they won the lottery again. And here comes Dwight Howard. You know, the NBA, but for some reason, other than you mentioned earlier, Horace Grant and, you know, there's been Richard Lewis. There, there have been good free agents who have signed. You know, it's not side of that. But, but the NBA, in my opinion, is a broken business model because of the way the fourth season starts. You already know who's going to win the championship, unlike the NFL and I think Major League Baseball. Um, so I think those those leagues have it right. The NBA is broken because a city like Orlando doesn't really have a chance unless the ping pong balls bounce their way. And it's for whatever reason, it's not that we're a bad city. The tax base is, you know, obviously conducive to millionaires because we don't pay state tax. But these players think it's good to latch on with another superstar or two. And I don't think that's good for the fans. Um, so, I mean, that's a whole other topic, I'm sure, Jeff. But yeah. will Orlando get there again? I think that they're doing a good job of building. The problem that Orlando has is, unless the ping pong ball bounces their way, it's going to be mediocrity. And that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's either the ping pong ball or you get a LeBron-type free agent to, to, to land in your in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, I just don't. I just don't see it. I, I, for whatever reason, our city, our team, our town is not thought of as a landing spot. Um, that's not to say we won't have free agents. There's a lot of players that love coming here. But if you don't get a Kevin Durant or a James Harden or a Russell Westbrook, or, I mean, you just go down the list. I mean, look at Milwaukee with Giannis. I mean, he's the amazing amazing talent do you do you believe jeff that he will resign and stay there once his deal is out mm-hmm. i don't no i, I wouldn't i would be too big he's too big of a fish for yeah. milwaukee yeah no doubt about it and that's what orlando's kind of fallen into that that same kind of a situation which is unfortunate yeah, indeed. And, and of course, the Dwight Howard divorce certainly, you know, is much like Shaq leaving. It was almost like a, it was almost living the bad dream over again. Yeah, it really was. And, and you know, there's, here's the funny thing about all this, not funny laughing, but funny ironic is that Dwight Howard has never been the same since he left. And I am certain that if he could do it over again, he would not have left. Mm-hmm. And Shaquille has said that he wishes he wouldn't have left. And I believe that. I mean, he when he left, he was, and we can. That's another podcast. But I mean, he is. Uh, he still to this day, even though he had great success playing for five or six different teams, there's a part of him that wishes he would have stayed here and won championships and just had his whole career right here because he could have done everything that he's done and been just as big a star as he is now. Um, had he just stayed in Orlando, and how different things would be had that been the case. Yeah, and definitely like with the ESPN for thirty for thirty, the, the when you when you look at how that team was with Penny Hardaway and Nick Anderson, Horace Grant, and and you look at how great a player Penny Hardaway was, and and how much of he his game was robbed after he got hurt, we really had a yeah. had the makings of a long run. It, it is when you think about that. What a great, great player. And, and you know, Tracy McGrady also, we forget to mention him, but what a great player he was. Um, but, but, you know, when you think about Penny Hardaway and Shaq together, my goodness. And then that 30 for 30, what, what, a, what a duo that could have been for a long, long time. But injuries and, and agents ruin it. 
It, it does, unfortunately. So, well, Greg, it's it's been fun reliving some of this uh, stuff from back in the day. And uh, uh, and and is there are there are there things you miss about doing sports on a full time basis? Yeah, I I miss the excitement of the game. I miss the you know sports is all breaking news. You know, you always see that breaking news banner on the bottom of the newscast. Well, all sports end right before you you go on the air. So that unknown, yet that finality of it, and then that passion. No one that I know is as passionate about news or what I do as the fans used to be to tune in, Jeff, when you were my producer on the radio show. And they would call in, you know, the politics, of course, have really um, <laughs> polarized our country. But I do miss sports. Um, I miss the athletes. I miss the interaction. I miss going to shoot around. Uh, luckily, you know, God has blessed me with my kids who play sports. So my sports itch was scratched by being able to, you know, attend their games and follow their careers. So that's, you know, now as I'm, as they've all grown and, um, you know, one is still actively playing, um, I do miss it and I do try to go to as many games as I can. So that's, that's kind of how I get my fill. And I, I'm glued to the NFL and I love Major League Baseball and, you know, the NBA is entertaining to me. I just wish it was a little more equitable. Yeah, no doubt. And um, so uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was your time that you spent in sports talk radio. Radio is a different medium than television. What 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 did you come out of that experience with uh, having had the radio experience while still continuing to do television? I loved it. It's uh, I love doing radio. I still try to keep my hand in it. I did uh, a radio show on XM Radio for about 15 years with my friend Chris DeMarco, a professional golfer. Yes, sir. Um, it basically was a podcast before there were podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't call it that at that time, but uh, I enjoyed that. I love radio. Um, I like radio more than I like TV. I just love the intimacy of it. You know, you talk, you feel like you're really talking to one person, maybe in a car or their headphones or it's really a good conversation. I love it. I, I've always had a passion for it. Hopefully someday I'll, you know, get more of a regular uh, taste of it. I really enjoy it. And I, and I enjoy what you do. I think the podcast that you do and pointing these together for listeners is really the way of the future. But again, it's that, it's that one-on-one time that you have with somebody. It, it's really, really cool. Well, I do appreciate you taking time out to be on this podcast and uh, uh, taking a little break from walking your dog. So I do appreciate the the, the extra effort there. And uh, uh, Greg, yeah, that's uh, the background noise that your listeners are hearing. I'm walking <laughs> past people cutting their trees, trimming their yards. I'm walking my dog. So um, that's another great thing about radio. If this was TV, I'd have hair and makeup and lights. And <laughs> that's a pain in the butt. So I'm out here in my sweatpants, walking my dog, and, and that's what I love about radio too. So that's a good way to that's a good way to kind of explain my love for radio. There you go. Greg Warmoth from WFTV Channel 9. Thanks again for taking the time. You got it, Jeff. Take care. Good luck. Certainly enjoyed my conversation with Greg, and he's definitely one of the the nice guys in the media business. He also lends his name out there. He does the reindeer run every year for Toys for Tots. Look for that come December time. And Greg had some great points about the uh, the NBA that – uh, how broken the model is. So, you know, this week, Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans uh, apparently has informed the team he's not planning to re-sign with them. And uh, so he has requested a trade. 
And uh, get this, Anthony Davis's agent is the same as LeBron James. Let's do the math. Times three plus one, carry the two. Oh, yeah. Davis and the Lakers? New Orleans would want something in return for that. Or do the Pelicans risk losing him and getting nothing at all? So, again, this situation where the players are allowed to kind of work this two and three, sometimes four player super teams, it's also tilted. And you might say, well, you know, then the owners do the same thing when, you know, they, they break the, you know, unload the, the, the Brinks truck and, and pay all the, the most money to, to get the best players. Well, that's where salary cap comes in. That kind of keeps the owners in check. I don't know what the answer is for kind of stopping the super team from being born, but it's definitely a, uh, uh, a tough situation there. And you can reach the show anytime. We'd love to hear feedback, questions. If you watch the Pro Bowl, please tell me. <laughs> Jeff Allen Sports Talk at gmail.com is the email address. And you can hit the website, Jeff Allen Sports where you can subscribe to the podcast at the subscribe button. Interesting how that works. You do that, and you can find your favorite podcast format. And get it served up to you on a regular basis. Certainly hope you do so and hope you enjoy getting what we are delivering to you. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. It's made from the finest ingredients, so it stops itching, heals hot spots, and painful inflamed skin. Kramer Salve contains a proprietary blend of neem, an ingredient known for its healing properties. A 4-ounce 6-month supply, including shipping, is just $30, and the 2-ounce 3-month supply, including shipping, is only $20. Help your dog in the itch and hot spot cycle. Order today at KramerSalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E. LVE.net.